cool with me all right start all right oh, let's yeah. do it <clears throat> okay here we go howdy welcome to episode 21 of cast protection cast protection is a podcast that discusses the netflix original series stranger things my name is jonathan kreitz and i'm joined by dave atterbury hello friends and chris tyler hey you can reach us Reach us at the show at castprotection at gmail.com. You can also find us on at castprotection on Twitter, and we have a Facebook group. And you can also leave us a review on iTunes. And tonight we don't have any fresh reviews, I checked, but we do have a listener email all the way from Norway. So which one of you guys uh, decided they wanted to be the, the reader for the email? I will all right. read awesome. our email. <clears throat> so... Uh, this emailer uh, did not want us to use a name. That's cool. No problem. Uh, so we'll just say our friend from Doorway. And he writes, do we know yes. it's a he? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Dear Cast Protection Group, hello from snowy Norway. I'm from snowy New England myself, so I know I know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, that was me editorializing, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I am writing you because I thought you might like the idea of a person sitting here far away enjoying your podcast. I put it on every morning while getting ready for work, and I have listened to each episode more than once. Well, that's very nice. That's super nice, yeah. I, I, I don't know why you want to wake up to yeah. us, but <laughs> <laughs> I started watching Stranger Things only this winter. I have watched a lot of the series throughout my life. Some I liked... I've watched a lot of series throughout my life, excuse me. Some I liked, some I found weak, but continued watching and felt ashamed about spending hours on something that didn't give me anything. BBC Sherlock was really good. For years, though, the only series that truly managed to make me feel something deep beyond the purely emotional was Twin Peaks. I don't know if Stranger Things can be compared to Twin Peaks when it comes to originality or brilliance, and comparing by giving parameters is not necessary if the feeling you are left with is that comparable feeling of... This is something magical to me. I had not experienced that in a very long time with television series. Like with Twin Peaks, you are being immersed in this world of so many wonders and mysteries, both paranormal ones and, or rather especially, on the interpersonal plane. The characters are so moving. Knowing there will be a new season next year would motivate me to keep on living were I to consider the opposite. I, I feel the same <laughs> way. <laughs> Listening to your podcast is a good way of still being somewhat in that place, the Stranger Things place. For this, I thank you. You're very welcome. Um, we're having yes. a blast doing this, and the fact that anybody enjoys listening to us talk about it is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Americans. It's nice to hear yep. that, too. <laughs> uh, yes. I, <laughs> I have listened to two other podcasts about the show. Both were nice, but one of the things I like about you is that you all have voices that are kind to the ears, articulate, Articulate well and sound friendly. Well, that's also yes. nice. I'm, I'm blushing here. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I appreciate the accent of the one from Boston area. I think that's that's that me. Is you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising because a lot of people don't like. Nah, that it's accent. the voice of the Patriots, dude. <laughs> right. No, that was that was a. Uh, that was Gil Santos, the color commentator uh, for many years. And uh, if you're interested in hearing a, a really good radio voice, look up Gil mm. Santos calling it a New England Patriots uh, American football game. Um, <laughs> as it is an auditive experience, voices are crucial. So is the way people speak, of course. Speaking of which, I must say that there is something a bit too many you know. It was like, like, you know, I mean, like, don't be sad. And I apologize if I offended the person who might or might not which it might not be in which case it's okay be aware of this verbal habit yeah we're all aware of that i think we all slip into it uh from time to time jonathan is definitely uh yeah no no yeah no, i would say that's but, uh, that's mine yeah yeah i mean again we're not professionals so uh and i honestly it's, it's really just a time sink thing uh my friend i if i had more time to edit i would do my best to get all of those out of there but it's really it's just it's just a time thing um i could spend I could spend eight hours editing to try to get all of those out, oh. in which case you'd all be waiting very, very long to get <laughs> to get a new episode. So it's that trade-off of how much production can I put in versus uh, timely fashion getting sure. them out. Um, 
I am aware that it can be very difficult to avoid when speaking informally, of course, and it was not a problem in all the episodes. In other words, not very disturbing. Thank you. Besides this very small detail, I like everything about your podcast. The interaction between the three of you is balanced and friendly. Each gets to say his, which adds to the positive tone. I like it so much. Looking forward to the next episodes of Cast Protection. I don't think I can rate on iTunes, but I give it. I give you five stars out of five. Uh, that's uh, thank you so much uh, for your email. Um, it really does make us happy getting stuff like that from people from wherever they're from. Just uh, knowing that there's people out there that are enjoying watching this show and listening to us talk about it, and hopefully talking with your your you know your real life friends about it, because. That's the mark of any good property is when you actually get to talk to other people, then it's not something that's just an insular thing. Then it's a community thing. And so much of the stuff in the geeky realm right now is so divisive and um, hate-filled that I don't think, you know, that's not what we're about on this show. And uh, we just we want to have a good time talking about something that we like and uh, – it's nice to know that that that's resonating with people. So thank you very much for your email. This uh, this really did make my week. Yeah, so, I, re- I replied um, to it. Awesome. Um, unfortunately, it came from probably a couple months ago, I guess, since we last recorded, maybe oh. or even before that. So I replied oh, to him and I'm apologized for the tardy reply, and uh, that it was just an extremely gracious email, and we appreciate it. Yeah. And also, yeah, it, Twin Peaks is awesome. I actually put that in the reply email, but <laughs> I'm with you. I, I was very late to the Twin Peaks uh, experience, but last year I... Well, you would have been... You're younger than Dave and I, so you would have been really yeah, young when see, it first I think hit TV. It, yeah. I wanna, 88? Uh, no, I think it was 90. Earlier? I think it was 90. Was yeah, it 90? but it's still... I mean, yes, yeah, so I would have been five years old when it came out. maybe. No, I want to oh say it was God, 90. We're that, we're that much older than you? Oh, well, I was born in late 84, so... Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I feel so old. <laughs> but... Not too bad. Not too yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's not that... Not, it's splitting hairs at this point. Yeah. I mean, it was a long time. My kids, when I tell them I was born in the 80s, I mean, that literally sounds like, I mean, another time. Ancient uh, history? Yeah. I know. I told my daughter I was oh, born in the man. 70s, and she just looked at me like I was, like, making crap up. Like, right. <laughs> they didn't have history back then, Dad. What are you talking about? But uh, <laughs> yes, I was late to the Twin Peaks train, but I watched. I went went off the deep end with Twin Peaks last year, and it's a yeah. great, great, great show. So I still have to. Uh, I watched the original run a couple of years ago when it first hit uh, Netflix. I think it was, but um, the follow-up. Yeah, you got to watch the return. Yet, so. So that's on my docket. Yeah. Um, and uh, just I'll just throw this out there, too. Um, the three of us have had a lot of stuff going on in real life, which is why the show has been slow coming out. Um, so it, nothing bad. It's just life. Yeah, it's just reality. Uh, so yeah, right. Just reality. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the other two have a whole bunch of kids. And uh, <laughs> and I've got uh, between work and, and an impending marriage. I mean, that sounds like a bad thing. Um, it's just uh, the time crunch is just um, something that's just there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yep. yeah, I'm literally I'm literally got my my keyboard and my microphone propped up on moving boxes as we record tonight. <laughs> so good times. Next yeah. time we record, I'll be yeah. in a whole new location. It'll be magical. Yeah, that's right. crazy. So. Excellent. Okay. Well, with that, what a great email. Let's uh let's get on with the synopsis of chapter 8. And just, you know, it seems pretty obvious, but this is your spoiler warning. We're going to go into detail about this episode, so consider yourself warned. So here we go. Okay, in the opening, we're right back where episode 6 ended. Hop and Owens watches the <clears throat> demo dogs begin crawling out of the breach. The monsters attack the door, and as it fails, Owen sounds the alarm. As they flee, Owen smartly keeps them in the stairs and not into the elevator. Mike realizes that it's too late to stop Will, or to get out, sorry, and that they need to put Will to sleep. He is a spy for the enemy. When Will needs to think really hard about who Joyce is, she agrees that he needs to be sedated. 
No sooner do they, do they get willed down than Hop and Owens arrive. They all flee as the demodogs attack the, their floor. They hole up in the security monitoring room, which is a perfect spot to witness the fall of the lab. The lights go out, and the emergency power cuts in. Cut to the title credits, and then the episode proper, Max and Billy's parents arrive home and realize that Max is missing, and Billy was supposed to be watching her. Billy's dad is pissed that Billy would disrespect him and not watch out for Max. He hits him, threatens him, makes him cancel his date, and go find Max. Max is with the crew from the junkyard, and they are walking the railroad. It comes out that Dustin kept him, uh, sorry, kept Dart, and Lucas freaks out. Just then, they hear the roaring of the demodogs and realize it is coming from the laboratory. Back at the lab, Owens is trying to get <clears throat> to get them out, but explains that the site is on lockdown. Bob realizes that he'll need to be the one to override the computers to let them out. Hop coaches him briefly on how to use the gun and promises to get everyone else out. Jonathan and Nancy arrive at the lab's front gate, and everything is dark. They hear someone coming in the woods, and it's Steve and the kids. Their paths have led them all together now. Will and Mike are in the lab with the demodogs. Bob continues into the bowels of the lab and gets and manages to get the power back on. Now Owens and the rest can see him on the closed-circuit TVs. The kids are at the gate, and they still can't get it open. And while Bob is working on the lab's controls, he gets all the gates and doors to open, but Owens can see that their path is blocked by demodogs. So Bob sets sprinklers off to drive them away. Hop and Joyce and the boys leave, and Owen stays behind to guide them via the closed-circuit TV. They make it out safely to the front door, and Joyce waits for Bob. Owen talks him through the halls to the first floor, but there are demodogs everywhere. Owen says Bob hide in a closet and one, as, <clears throat> sorry, as one of the monsters is coming around the corner. It moves on down the hall past him, giving Bob n- enough room to escape, but as he leaves the closet, he knocks over a broom. This sound sets the demodog chasing him into the lobby. He gets away from that one just in time to see Joyce and be attacked by another and killed. Hop grabs Joyce and they barely make it out. And just then, Jonathan pulls up in his hoopty and gets them out to the front gate. The rest pile into Hop's blazer and they leave. R.I.P. Bob Newby, superhero. Oh. It was brutal. I know, feeling it already. It was brutal. Feeling it. Back at the buyer's house, everyone is catching up with everyone else. Jonathan with Will, Hop with, who's still sedated. Hop with uh, the Army or National Guard on the phone. They decide that they need to stay put. Hop goes to find Joyce and just sits with her silently. Mike tells the others that Bob started the AV club and that Mr. Clark learned everything he knew from him, and they can't let Bob have died in vain. But how can they stop this Army? This sets Mike off as he realizes that Will and the tunnels and the demodogs and the shadow monster are all connected. To bring it back to D&D, Dustin describes it as the Mind Flayer. After describing it in detail as an analogy, Hop says that this is stupid. They know nothing, but someone does, and it's Will. As he is a spy, they begin to rig the shed into a a blank room without any detail. Jonathan and Nancy make up, so do Dustin and Lucas, and Max tries to make up with Mike by praising Elle. After finishing the shed, Hop wakes Will up. Hop is going to be the bad cop, and Joyce is trying to be the good one. Will has a possessed freakout. But Joyce tries to break through to Will by sharing her memories with him. So does Jonathan and Mike. And just when they think they are breaking through, the flare says to let me go. Hop notices that Will is tapping a code. He says he is here. So they continue sharing memories, and Will keeps tapping out codes with his finger. It ends up saying, close gate. At that moment, the phone rings, and Will, possessed by the mind flare, hears it. The flare knows where they are now. They put Will back under, but it's too late. The demodogs are inbound. And as they hear the demodogs approaching, they also hear them roar in pain, and then one crashes through the window, and it is dead. The door unlocks from the inside out and opens. It's 11, returning now at the turn of the tide, and that is the end of Chapter 8. <laughs> Woo, yeah. yeah. This was... Uh, 11 the white. Yeah, no, that's basically yeah. she was this her Gandalf <laughs> moment. Uh, 11 the goth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, talk about talk about milking oh. and ratcheting up the the sweetness and the and the and the, and the, uh, the pain of having to wait for that Mike and Eleven reunion. Oh huh? yeah. Ooh, <laughs> boy. I mean, just this just is... even the choice to keep. When I mean, we talked about it last week, but I mean, she's been separated from them this whole time, the entire time. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's she's only seen 
Mike when she's gone into the uh, her her you know not astral plane but her uh, psychic plane there and that's yeah. it. Yeah, she saw him very briefly at a distance oh, in, the, in the, school. the school. Yeah, but that that doesn't. Yeah, yes, I mean, that's yes. nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh this this episode. It, it, if you weren't binging the show and you were trying to space it out, when you get to this one, yep, forget it, about it. You, there's no way you're not watching the next one, right? Because this is the this is one of the the real action heavy, tension heavy episodes, and this is this is the. I know we had kind of an aliens episode early, a little bit earlier in the, in the season, but this is like full on. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, with the closed circuit TV mm-hmm. and everything, it's just this is a, a straight up aliens homage in this one. It, it it's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't let up for a minute, and um, yeah, I, this this in the next episode, I feel like definitely like a two part like season finale. For sure. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. even like, and that's, I think that, like we said last time, that's part of why people were irritated with number, with episode seven, because I mean, six, eight, and nine, you could walk, watch them all, like, just straight contiguously, and they would make one long, epic, you know, movie almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but then oh, you yeah. don't, but then you don't see L for, for, yeah, I know. I don't know. No, I know. I mean, I'm just saying, like the 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 way it just picks up from that previous one left off, and in this one goes straight into the next one. Um, yeah. It's pretty awesome. Because that's not how every other, you know, the rest of the episodes are. I mean, they they no, pick no. up pretty much where the previous ones left off, but these literally like pick up and end, you know, right where the previous one left off. Yeah, it's um, a Force Awakens last. Yes. Day yes. Kind of yes. Thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. Only elves throwing demon dogs instead of lightsabers. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoiler for the Last yeah. Jedi. Um, <laughs> oh, it's been out for several months now. I think. Yeah. I think we're Everyone okay. who was gonna see it has seen it. Has seen yeah. It, right? yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, no, it's a, it's a fantastic episode. I mean, I don't. Uh, the synopsis doesn't really do the fall of the Hawkins lab justice. I mean, it's a very no. really. A really great action scene. I mean, everywhere they turn, there's soldiers, you know, military police trying to fight these things off, and it's a total ambush. So they're no, they're not prepared at all, and it really they they get defeated pretty quickly. Yeah, and it's um, I, going into this season. I don't know. I didn't know if I knew how things were going to play out with Bob. Um, it, it would have been very possible that. He didn't die here because they don't really set up that he's going to be a sacrificial lamb at all. He's very smart, and he's very caring about all those other people that are in his life, that other group that we met in the first season. He genuinely cares. So when it gets to the point where he actually gets to throw a little shade at, at Hop, like, would you like me to teach you French while I'm at it, Jim? Right. It's like, oh, it's that, I love moment. that line. That's one of my favorites. I actually wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's... And it's, I don't even know if it's a reluctant hero thing. It's just one of those things where he cares about Joyce. He cares about Will. He wants to get out of there. Right. And he's really the only one that can do it. So it's that regular person in extraordinary circumstances kind of thing kind of, you know, it, at its most mythic totally. level. Totally, yeah. No, he, he's and, really, like, it's funny because he's, um, he's definitely, like, yeah, he's kind of, like, He's almost like us the whole time, you know, kind of on the outside looking in, like, you know, just yeah. almost flabbergasted and exasperated by it all. Just like the way he delivers that line about French and just, I don't know, it's just kind of <laughs> funny, you know. And I love that juxtaposition, too, when he like, you know, he can't he can't teach Hop anything about hacking computers, you know, but Hopper is like, here's how you use a gun. Point, click, shoot, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Hop knows guns. Uh, yeah, so we lost Muse and we've lost Bob. Yep. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. It. Yeah. It, but the, his his demise though it's it's one of those great chases oh. where you think he's gonna make it, you think he's gonna make it, and then pow. And it's yeah. pretty gruesome too. Oh no! Like, yeah, they go back and yeah. they keep going back to it. Yeesh. Yeah, it's they 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 make you feel. This oh yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently, I guess it's, if you watch the Beyond Stranger Things, they talk about that a little bit, and I guess like they even 
it, they actually dialed it back a bit. It was even more gruesome. <laughs> so they really well, I mean, he like screams for horror. help. He like screams for help and then it, like stabs him with its claws. Like oh yeah, it's brutal, dude. Well, and they eat him, and you watch them yeah. eating him. That's yeah. the hard part. It's like oh man, it was like, mm. yeah for a show that's managed to kind of tread the line of not even really ever being a hard PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. This is a it's a pretty bit of strong pretty pretty strong bit of meat there for a really sweet character yeah so yeah yeah well I, I, it's nice depth. it's nice too because i think you know when the soldiers got it you know alien style a couple episodes it's, ago it was pretty it's quick yeah, it's pretty quick yeah you don't really and because they're not characters you care about i think it, it, it kind of puts a distance there Sure. Whereas here, they're also armed and they have armor on. It's a, it's right. a very different thing. Right. I mean, well, and yeah. Bob, you, Bob is sweating bullets. I mean, the entire yeah. time he's trying to get down there, the fear he has is palpable to us. And like you said, I think Dave said it's like he's almost like the the viewer, you know, or like like the normal person. Yeah. And so, I mean, when he's down in the basement and there's like this burst of steam and gives you this like jump scare, I mean, it, it yeah, the the Fear is palpable for him. So then for him to almost get out and then not make it, it's just brutal, you know? Oh, yeah. And poor Joyce. I mean, she can't catch a break. No. No. No, no. she can't. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, I had, yeah. So, yeah, RIP Bob. I, I don't think I'd read something, actually. Where did I, I don't know where I read it. Just this week. That his role even wasn't, I don't, I think he was supposed to die earlier in the season. That will, oh, I know what it was. Oh, I was reading yeah. an article about season three and they were saying how they love Noah Shap, who plays Will, and that he was kind of a one in a million kid actor and that they knew he wasn't going to have much to do in season one because he's going to be trapped in the upside down for like 90% of the season, but that they knew he'd have a huge season two, which he has. Yeah, but that I guess that they tried the initial plan was him to be more even like more evil in season two earlier and that he would have killed Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I read the same thing. Omen style, you know, or or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. I that I uh, I think that would have changed the tone of the show. Because how could Joyce get over that if, you know, no, regardless of how Will was. I mean, he's still, well, he's still somewhat responsible for this just because he's the one that, he's the spy, he, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't sedate him yeah. quick enough and that yeah. he's almost like the one that called the demodogs there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a It's one, it, it's one thing to be abducted by an interdimensional being <laughs> and held b- beyond your yes. will. And it's another thing to be possessed, to be possessed. And to murder somebody while you're possessed, and yeah. probably gonna still have the memory of sure, that. Right. That's for dark. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't yeah. go in that direction. I, that's that's a little more '90s a, than or '90s or '70s than '80s. In tone. If those fair, kids were fair. older, if they were telling a story with kids that were in you know college or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be. It'd be a little bit easier to take in that regard but for a 11 year old kid man that's i i no, i'm glad they didn't go that route and he's Same. he's plenty evil and creepy in this season oh he, his performance is amazing yeah he's he's real and these last two it really oof. yeah the creep factor is pretty strong without him they'd have to like it almost feels like cheaper to have him just like killing people willy-nilly you know like he i feel like he's creepier or creepy enough as, yeah. as as he's been portrayed in this season. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not having to like. Yeah. yeah no, I think I think what we got is superior to the idea of him like actually being like an active evil, you know, actually yeah, getting it's, people. It's a right. It's a seething malevolence that doesn't really ever get to explode on his part. It's always shackled down. Yeah. Or, well, undercut by something else well, we'll see it in the next episode i mean it gets almost to that point with him and joyce i don't know if you yeah. recall that but i mean yeah. it, it starts mm-hmm. to go there but i think they were thinking right. maybe having they they made it sound like they had thought about having him more like that the whole time but 
Well, I loved how, and it's kind of maybe I just maybe I'm making this connection. It's not really there, but I felt like Owens kept uh, him and Hop out of the elevator of doom because you know the beginning of the first season has that great guy running down the hallway gets in the elevator dies yes. anyway, and then all these people that are fleeing oh. the lab make it into the elevator just Poor to fools. get yeah yep, just get trapped. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if yeah, that was pretty gruesome. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if somebody started <laughs> to scratch, like tick marks on the inside of the elevator. You know, right. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five <laughs> diagonal slash. <laughs> right. <laughs> How many people? I was like, we need a faster door. It's the slowest <laughs> elevator door in history. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's like, no, let's take the stairs. I'm like, oh, you're smart. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm just thinking in my head, it was a bad call, Ripley. Yeah, it's a bad Dude. call. I know Burke. Burke. Burke keeps losing people on video. Like he just like can't. <laughs> yeah. Burke starts like watching you on video. You're toast. Yeah, like, that's right. Will just <laughs> kiss your butt goodbye. <laughs> yeah, well, he actually saved people. I'm about to say, it, yeah, he got oh, the. That's true. That's yeah, true. he did get them out, but uh, <laughs> and I and I and I liked how his. I mean, we kind of talked about it two episodes ago, but how his. And this is really the culmination of it where his character comes full circle where he stays behind to get them out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He actually is from the government and actually there to help. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Well, I think it's good. You know, yeah, it's good that he was essentially like the, the, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on Matthew Modine's character. Um, Brenner. Brenner, he's like the anti-Brenner, you know. Yeah. You, you yes. think for sure, you, you think for sure he's going to be Brenner 2.0, but he's actually not. Which I like that. I like that there's little swerves every he's now. He's a and lot then. like Hop. Yeah, yeah. Or they get along at least. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I, I I like when, you know, it's when you you're still in the genre, you're still working with the conventions of the genre, but you're not doing everything in the playbook. That's totally obvious, Um, which I think is why Stranger Things is a cut above other shows. Because it would have been really easy just for him to be sinister, evil government scientist number two. Nobody would. Mm -hmm. I think nobody would have batted an eye, but it wouldn't have been as interesting. Would have been interesting. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. What else do we have? Yeah, no, I was gonna say we. You know, they cut to the scene very early on with Billy. And, yeah, you know, yeah. you get a, it's so Ooh. crazy. Billy is like, not a good guy. He's, he's a, abusive to his sister, racist towards Lucas. Like, he, he's not a good guy in any way you could slice it. But this episode makes you feel a shred of sympathy for him because you see that he, it's like a nature nurture situation, but his dad is, you know, yeah, hitting him and in his face and yelling at him and like, I don't know that 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 oh, scene yeah. made me feel for Billy it's, a little bit, which is weird to say because otherwise he's pretty much just a straight, you know, uh, Cobra Kai villain. Well, isn't it? Yeah, well, isn't it more interesting to actually understand where he's coming from? He's still not a good guy by right. any stretch of the imagination. Right. But you can understand why somebody who's you know yeah. seventeen, eighteen years old living in that household with the anger that he has towards his yeah. father and stepsister yeah. is going to lash out the way he right. does. Yeah. Right. Well, especially because I'm, I'm sure that his dad is not <clears throat> that way as a parent with Max. So I'm sure that's what really, I'm sure that's why he hates Max so much. Because I'm sure his, uh, he's, I think he's 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 angry at the whole situation. Well, right, right. Wanna, but I be... didn't want to leave California. Right. Probably isn't happy with his stepmom, you know. And that, I mean, that's the other thing too. I mean, thankfully, I'm I'm from a household that's been the same household my entire life. Yeah. But you know, uh, parents separating can does a horrible number on a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah, it's he's just he has enough confidence in himself and enough charisma and enough strength in his own body to be able to say I'm going to do things the way I want to do them and. You know, for the the fact that it's his father who's actually able to cow him into doing something else. Just, but that's again from a place of dominance and, and aggression as well. Right. So, 
Well, and you see, I mean, he, he says to he, the things he says to Maxine are almost verbatim the things he says his father says to him. You know, yeah. uh, just in the way he says them in the response. But yeah, no, it's it's rough. I felt uh, it's it's crazy to have a shred of sympathy. Now, and do we know is he going to be in season three? I mean, I would think Max and him would both be he back, would have right? To be. They, yeah, I would. He would have I would to think be. So, but uh, I mean, we'll talk. I wonder. I'm just I'm just brainstorming here. I'm wondering if they'll kind of push more of the Stephen King connection here because he could be a he could be a Henry Bowers, you know. Yeah. yeah. We already don't we already don't like him. We already know he's angry. Right. So it would be real easy for whatever this force is from the upside down to say, mm, that's going to be my agent. Right. Well, it's funny you said that because I was like, well, giving him the shred of sympathy here at the end and seeing where he ends up in the next episode made me wonder if they weren't going to give him a little like redemption arc or something. But maybe, maybe it'd be more interesting to go the way you're saying and take him to the dark side. Yeah, I mean, we already don't like right. him. Right. <laughs> There's even more reason to not like him when we get to the to the next episode, right, but we're right. not there yet. And then the other question I had was, he used the Farrah Fawcett spray, right? Oh, shoot. I don't know. I think he did. When he was doing his oh, hair. Oh, man. Of the era. Okay. He might have. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to pull it <laughs> okay. up. Hold on. Uh, we might have to fact check on this, but I think he was doing the same exact thing as Steve. I always get super distracted by the cologne down the pants thing. I'm just like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't do so that. Like, <laughs> every time it happens, I'm just like, wait, what? Like. If you're going to be ripping Marlboro Reds, it doesn't matter how much cologne you put on. You're going to smell like cologne with Marlboro Reds. Right. Right. That's just what right. happens. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the I, – I, seriously. I, well, it, it's funny too because like – I mean, I, you know, I grew up living with and around smokers, you know, and, and, it, and it's funny. So – it's funny because it's like it's that's another one of those things where I try to tell my kids I'm like yeah like when I was little like people smoked like all over the place like you know what I mean like it it's, well, it's funny you know because you see people smoking a lot in this show. Um, well, it's the eighties. You gotta have them smoking. right. Come on. Right, but it but it's 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 not it's not an affectation like that's how it really was you know people were just mm-hmm. smoke smoke smoking you know which is funny because like of all the like his parents get home. And Billy gets, you know, his dad in his face over losing Max, but not a word about, like, smoking it up in the house. But, again, yeah, that's the 80s, I guess. He's 18, I'm assuming, because, I mean, he's the same age as Steve. And there's no, I, he used Aquanet. Aquanet. It's, Was yeah. it Aquanet? Aquanet? Okay. Let's see. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I'm going right, back. Fair I'm enough. Back. He's, he's, Good old. he's a metalhead, so, yes, it would probably be the pink Aquanet. Well, this was like a squirt bottle Aquanet. It wasn't okay, an aerosol. Sam. Was it the aerosol? Oh, that's. Oh, not... no, I'm watching it right now. Come on. All right, all right. I could have swore I saw the Farrah Maybe he's got a whole but... like vanity full of. Uh... Of course he did. Well, his dad, of, his dad made fun of him for it, so. Right. <laughs> no, I think it's he does have some bottle there, but it's a black uh, aerosol bottle. It's not the Farrah Fawcett. I don't know what it is, okay. but. All right. <clears throat> but. Uh... So there, yeah, that's good. Now that scene, and you know, Metallica, good for him. Like uh, hearing a little Metallica there. So yeah, that that poster first album Metallica. That would have been the the right time. Yeah. So, Unlike when they used that same song in X Men: Age of Apocalypse. Oh really? Don't know. If, yeah. Don't know if it would have worked. Mm. I think it was too early. <laughs> so. Well, this. Um, you know, this episode was the episode where all the paths of the story so far yeah. have come back and connect. And it's funny how all the characters react when they hear the demo dogs for the first time. You see it multiple times this episode, but, you know, yeah. they all, like, almost independently have the, like, reaction of, oh, no. You know, I know that sound. I know that sound. Yeah. Um, but it's cool how they've, they all kind of come back together. Oh, yeah. I thought of like a Scooby, it was like a Scooby-Doo episode, you know, because they, they all meet up at Spooky Castle, you know, and they're going in like <laughs> at the same time. It's kind of funny. What are you doing here? You know, like. Right. Funny. Thankfully, we didn't get an old man withers. Right. <laughs> 
That would that would be funny. You peel the mask off a demo dog. <laughs> yeah, I would have got away if it wasn't for you crappy kids. Uh, the uh, AV club. Oh man. I love that little bit of world building too. Oh yeah. That they mentioned that it. Bob was the uh, founder of the AV club. Yeah. The yeah. Bob, Bob was. Well, I mean, Mr. Clark looks older than he probably is. You know, because yeah. we, we got to figure Joyce and Bob and Hop are probably close. They're, they're not. There's no way they're fifty. They're probably pushing fifty. Um, which would I yeah, mean? I would. Uh, let me think about that. Yeah, I mean, I would. I was gonna say for like maybe forty, early forties, only because I imagine Joyce probably had her kids pretty young. Although I don't know right, that. Right yeah, I don't know school. that for yeah. sure. But no, okay, Joyce, even if she had him right out of high school, that'd be you know that would be in her late thirties, I guess. Or well, I mean, because they. I don't know. Because Hop and Joyce talk about being at the oh, same yeah, high school in the seventies. Sure, sure. So and and Bob and and uh, Hop seem familiar in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got to be probably close. They're probably you know. No, that seems yeah. right. Because is Jonathan a senior? Or is he a junior? I can't remember. Jonathan was getting ready to go to was going to be getting ready to go to college, right? Okay. So is he even a year older than? Yeah. So he's eighteen. No, they're in the same grade. This is this would be their senior year. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, so I, I always guess Joyce is supposed to be like around forty, you know, because she had Jonathan basically straight out of high school, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then she's got Will, you know. Seems about right. Yeah, so they're all right. All right. That works. <laughs> I mean, my, my I got a sophomore now, and I'm 41. So. And Hop served in the military too. Yeah, that's right. Right. So and Nam. Yeah. So he would have been again if he had gone right yeah, out of high school. He would have been at the tail. He would have been at the tail yeah. end if he if he was in at 17 right out of high school, right, yeah. at, for the last year or two of the yeah of the action in in Nam. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he could have been yeah. there. I mean, let's say how old's a junior? Like 16 or 17 years old. 16 or 17. So, yeah. I mean. Let's say Jonathan, 16 or 17 years back, that's like late. That's like 60, 68, 69 from where we're at right now in 84. So, I mean, it, let's say if Hop and Joyce are contemporaries, he could have been there right in the peak of Vietnam. But Yeah, all right. Yeah, he could have been a year older. He might actually be a yeah. year or two older than Joyce. Right. We don't really right. know. Right. So. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, the idea of the – the demo dogs, and that's all we really get this season, as opposed to the Demogorgon. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about that? Were you were you cool with that? I mean, it, it's a different. It is kind of like an alien versus aliens. Yeah. Scenario. Yeah, that's fine. I, you know, here, here's the thing. With the first season, there was one monster, right. yep. and you were gonna see it not a ton. And it had to make an impact when you did see it. So it was this humanoid thing. Yeah. This shadow creature that's in charge of the Upside Down, from wherever it's from, I mean, how can we even begin to speculate on sort of interdimensional physiology and etymology? <laughs> uh, <laughs> gosh, you know, now that you say that, though, I mean, it, it really, I, I don't know, I didn't even pick up on that alien's reference as much, too. The fact that the one there was one of them in the first, in the first yeah. one, and now we have a swarm, now we have a swarm, right. and they run more than they like right, stalk, right. and yeah, wow, nice one. It's just, I mean, you could have had a bunch of demogorgons running around, but you know they're doing something different with it, and it makes sense with the way that they're crawling through the tunnels, yeah, in and out and around the town and, and into back into their own you know breach. Right. So it makes kind of more sense yeah. to have them be something that's on all fours. They can move a lot faster. And we don't know. And again, we don't know what the life cycle of the demogorgon is. Does it always start off as a dog, and as it matures, does it become more bipedal? Yeah, that's you true. Know? This could it still could be a mature. Um, yeah. yeah, it starts as a slug. It starts in, in an egg. Well, and I well, guess, and, I, I, and then a slug. Well, I think, like you said, like I think it's more, which I think I think it's a smarter decision because I mean. Let's face it, you know, it's a sci-fi fantasy construction. So, you know, it's its form is serving the function of the story more, you know. Because in the yeah. first season we had the Demogorgon, but he was 
he wasn't always around, you know. He had to kind of rip his way from the other dimension across and, and, and was only, you know, when there was, when there blood. was blood, he could like kind of like force his way through, but then it was almost kind of pulling him back or he could only stay a limited amount of time or whatever, you know, whereas this, they're always here. And so, you know, but they were hiding underground and like you said, running around quickly so they can, you know, especially in these last two episodes, we really get an idea of just how fast they can move around with all the tunnels and everything. And so, yeah. um, you know, I think it's, I think it's probably just a simple, simple idea of this forums functioned better for this season's story rather than the bipedal well, yeah. one. Do you yeah. guys have the Blu-rays or DVDs? I no. have the, the Blu-ray of the first season. Yeah, I want, and I don't yeah. think they've put out a Blu-ray for season two yet, right? Not, not right. Yet. So I'd love to I hear know. more discussion. Like to me, this almost feels like a Star Wars versus Empire situation, where. You know, they have this great idea for season one. I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, they leave it kind of vague, all these, the differences between the, you know, the nature of the Demogorgon and the Demodogs and, yeah, you know, yeah. how they came to be and where they came from and like all that kind of stuff. It's almost like uh, it's because they probably didn't have this idea back in season one. You know what I mean? So they're. Oh, very possibly. I, I know. Yeah. I, I read something somewhere. I always hate when I have to say that, but I remember reading an article about Stranger Things, right? Somebody was talking about that they had a lot of the stuff. They did have a lot of stuff figured out. Like, they kind of have a Bible somewhere, a show Bible with the mm-hmm. some of the concepts fleshed out and whatnot. But I'm with you. I mean, I, I feel like that's, to me, always the go-to explanation, really. You know, somebody right. else comes along and has a better idea, and that's what swerves it, you know, and... Next thing you know, Luke and Leia are twins. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, we, we clearly know that the Mind Flayer or the sh- giant shadow monster, that's not like any of the other creatures that we've seen, too. No. So, we, I mean, are we going to get flying uh, upside-down creatures in the next season? Ooh, or Right. Or uh, amphibious ones? Like, we don't know. We don't know what's on the other side other than what we've already seen. Yeah. Because we haven't seen what's laid those eggs that are in the first season. Right. You know, that's just a probably just an homage to Alien, but I'm sure they'll they won't waste that. They'll spin that into something. Yeah. We don't know what's well, and, and who and who maybe knows that it, was where the demodogs came from. Yeah. Who knows? Well, and and maybe you know maybe we'll get an entirely different dimension, beast or dimension or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean this all started when Eleven was essentially like. You know, in a sensory deprivation tank, you know, exploring the recesses of her own psyche and, you know, her expanding powers. And who knows, you know, maybe, you know, the next the next thing we crack into will be an entirely different thing, entirely different problems, you know. Yeah, it it might be some other threat that's not from the upside down. It could be something just with psychic kids or. Uh, you know, I mean, I could see them spinning and trying to do something vaguely um, midwitch cuckoos or children of the damned. Yeah. With all the psychic stuff that's going on, and that would or children of the corn, something like that. They could go that route with this way. I mean, we really. Yeah, don't. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it would be weird to me if the upside down, you know, didn't play into the next season, but. Well, it'll have yeah. to, but it could definitely be the bat, the stuff that's in the back burner for whatever the final yeah. confrontation right. is going to be in the fourth right. season. Right. So, <clears throat> in this episode, we, you know, the escape from the lab is pretty high drama. We were already talking about that earlier, but we don't actually see what happens to Owens in this episode. Um, mm. But like we, and we kind of already touched on that too. That you know, it was a cool. Switch from, I guess, the expectation we had for the character where he goes, you know, not even partially on their side, but fully on their side in terms of trying to make amends and get them out. And, uh, it was a good, a good twist on that character, I guess I'd say. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he is dedicated to the preservation of this town and will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, I, I kind of had the same reaction as Hop a little bit when they get talking about the d and you know, they bust out the D&D manual or source book or whatever it is to try and make sense of what's happening. Because it's like, well, this is all pretty cute that, you know, they've got a, 
uh, an enemy in the D and D campaign that just happens to match up with, you know, the description of, of the, the guy they're facing right now. Right. And that could be kind of similar to season one that like the whole idea in season one, I almost felt like was like the, the Demogorgon was a, it almost like took the shape it did because that's what they were doing when the gate was opened and it like fed off that or something or it was inspired by that or I don't know how you would say it. Uh, I think they're Demogorgon pewter pieces, two or three headed. Right. It's more dragon. Yeah. It's just, it's just that was a dragon. Right. You know, right. what the, the enemy from beyond was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love that. Well, yeah. I, I love that scene and the dialogue in it, you know, and how, you have the youngest kids, you know, Dustin and Lucas, and they're all totally down with it. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's the Mind Flayer, you know, and then right. it takes a little bit of explanation, and Steve's on board, you know. He's yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, this- after, hey, after what Steve has dealt with, yeah. right. can't blame him. But then, like, the no, older you get, he's seen you, yeah, you get up to Hop, and Hop's just like, this is stupid, yeah. you know, which is. Well, I, we I, throw I a fireball at it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, it's a valid question to ask. Oh, you uh, I mean, you cast protection. We've learned this from season yeah, one. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I love it. I, I know the, the whole the whole like great speech of Dustin just totally falls apart where he's just like, well, we summon an undead army, you know, because zombies they don't have have brains. Have brains. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> but, but again, and again, it's it's not like this one to one correlation. It's just no, 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 at no. least it's but an I, idea. Yeah, well, and that's I, I think what's interesting to me is I feel like that kind of encapsulates the whole spirit to me of what kind of like an '80s retro throwback show or movie really, if it do, if it's done well, gets. You know, the idea of bringing back that kind of earnestness, that kind of like childlike wonder thing. You know, the lack of cynicism. You know, the boys are are, are immediately on board from the get-go with all this of like, holy crap, there's an adventure happening in our backyard. Right. You know, all these things that we've, you know, even if it scares them, even if it's like, you know, mind blowing, they're, they're kind of on board with it, you know, and there's kind of like, you know, that kind of, there's magic hiding in the basement type feeling that I think is, I don't know. I feel like it, I don't know if it's inherently eighties or it was just like strong in the eighties because of, you know, the movies that were coming out and the way that storytelling was done then. And, you know, I don't know. Well, it's, it, it, they are like stretching the connect the dots, and I think that's kind of what we see here. But with what they do know, I mean, they did the the flame, you know, the uh, torch test with Will when he was in the hospital or in the lab. Oh, so yeah. with what they do know, it, it actually works out. And that's why I said it was a little cute. It's like, well, of yeah. course it works out that way. But it puts them on the right path to – the solution and we've kind of glossed over it, but I mean the, the whole interrogation of will part is really intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit hard to watch. It yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, this is a child, a child that is not in control of his own body. And it's a mother having to look at what she knows is her son, but it's not her son. And how do you reconcile that? Right. And what are, what what are you willing to do to stop the evil thing that's happening to your son happening? And and yeah, I mean, how do you how do you save your kid again? You know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's 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 a great character art for for Joyce as she was kind of the. I don't know, helpless. I mean, I guess she was a little helpless last season, you know. Fran- she was frantic. She was frantic, in the first and season. she really didn't have much to do other than just, you know, trying to wrap her head around what happened and all this. And she's a lot tougher in this season. Oh yeah. You know? And she's a, she's been yeah. through the ringer, and this is this is pretty tough. Like it's pretty, pretty this, horrible. You know what she yeah, has to go like through here. This this season. If 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 Lonnie had walked back into her life this season, she would have decked him. <laughs> yes, I agree. Without without question. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because because she's essentially like in this episode, she's looking at Will and realizing that she's lost him again. Like he's essentially 
But he's right in front of her, which is worse. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. You know. Um, and it's well, funny. Well, you've gone I, to an interdimensional rift to haul your kid back from the dead, basically. You know, then yeah. the threshold for what it takes for you to act are probably a lot lower than they would be for most people. So yeah. she's ready to she's ready <laughs> right. to cut to the chase right. for all intents and purposes. Right. Um, yeah, no, well, and great. I like, and I like, and I like the, you know, the, the, uh, you know, in storytelling and stories, like I like the idea of, um, you know, lessons hidden in there, you know, something you can kind of learn from it, and you know, even even when the even when the premise is outlandish and it's sci-fi and there's space monsters and whatever, but you know, like here's here's a mom, you know, like that's part of being a parent is like having to look at your kids and be like, you know. They can be right there, but you can have lost them yeah. and having to like not like try to you have to keep fighting and you can't give up because, you know, they're your kids and um, they, they're always in danger, really. You know, right. you are constantly trying to protect them and guard them and, you know, do your best to make sure that they don't get hurt. And sometimes, you know, they'll even hurt themselves. And so, um yeah, it's and as my kids get older, it's like ugh, I'm not looking forward to that teenage nonsense. Like, right, I <laughs> right. I mean, the level of control you have over their situation, you know, is kind of an illusion to some point. I mean, you yeah. think you have control, but there are things that are totally out of your control. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. My kid's last day of school was today, and my daughter came home, and uh, yeah, Gunner. Gave her his number, and uh, yeah, my my daughter got her first number from a boy. Oh so, boy, a boy know. named Gunner. Yeah, so I don't know where Gunner is, but but he better watch out. Wow, <laughs> wow. I don't know. I mean, Gunner's a pretty cool name. Does he have a mullet? Tell me. I don't, I don't know. He better have a mullet with a name like Gunner. <laughs> well, was he named after? Uh, all, all I know is this: I told uh, the Ozzy and Harriet's well, kid. I told my wife, I said, some boy named Gunner gave Abby his number. And my wife looks at me for a second. She's all, Gunner was the boy all the girls were talking about at science camp. Oh, boy. Yeah. So you see, there's always danger out there when you're a parent, you know. <laughs> always, always, always. <laughs> so, yeah, Whether from the upside down or from... Right. Uh, teenage At any boys. given moment, if there's right. if they smell blood, a demogorgon is going to show up <laughs> to try to steal your child. Right. right. Oh, oh man, it'll be no, okay. Yeah, yeah. Monona Ryder, she was she was killing it in this episode. Like you, no, you she, almost you almost forget because it's so consistently good with her in this. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I didn't really have anything else for this episode. Um, do you guys no. have any other points you want to make? No, this is a this is a great episode. This is how you barrel into a finale. I yes. agree. And this is a and, and this is man. If you're gonna cut to credits, the end of this episode is the high that you put it on and then cut. Oh to credits. yeah, well we didn't really mention that more than just in the synopsis, but yeah, her coming back at the very end was was great. Glorious slow mo. <laughs> yeah, yep. slow reveal. Yeah, and then the, the sudden realization from everybody and Mike most of all. And then psh, fire up the next episode. Yep. And thank cool. heavens Netflix doesn't make us wait a week between episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's something I did hear. They're trying different with the um, not to go off on a tangent, but then the new Arrested Development seasons coming out here at the end of like the end of May. Really? Yeah, they're gonna play the first half of the season and then play the second half of the season like later in the year. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I guess they they want people to keep those subscriptions. I, I don't know. Yeah. Or, if, or if it's not quite ready for the other half, I, I don't well, know. You know but what? I did read that today. I, I'm okay with that. You know, if that means that I would like, you know, I think, if I, I were, think it's like were, eight episodes and eight episodes. I could be down with that. You know, for the on the if it was the the right show and the right, you know, get some of it and then a couple months later get some of it rather than having to wait like a year. Or longer, you know. Well, what that what that will do, and it, I mean, I know the money grab is a cynical 
thought to have huh? about it, but it also allows people to talk about it for a couple of months and keep the anticipation up for when the second batch of episodes drops. So right. It's, right. It's not entirely uh, a bad idea. No, I don't. Especially with a lot, Netflix doesn't do a ton of episodes either. So yeah. the fact that that's sixteen, that's a lot for a Netflix show. So. Yeah. Well, and, and a half hour show too, I think for them, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Arrested is a yeah, half hour a 20, show. Yeah. Twenty four minute or twenty two minute or whatever it is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So they know how to. Cool. They know how to. They know how to get my money. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. No, I feel like Netflix is kind of a just keep shooting until you until you make it kind of the you know in terms of yeah, how yeah. the sheer quantity of original stuff they've been putting out or or picking up old shows that have died off and you know yeah and they do the same thing with their kids stuff too it's just that it's almost quality right. over quantity but then you do get the gems that kind of get through like stranger things or oh, uh, yeah. some of the other other netflix well and the nice really part good. is they're they're just an alternative all around to the the old model of how we were given our entertainment, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, and it, the other thing is, it also allows these shows to find an audience. Let's say something comes out, and then if if it's one of their original shows, and people don't start watching it until a year later, and they see that there's an interest in it, then it's well, it's been on their service the whole time. And yes. Then if they want to get it going again, yeah, it's theirs. Yeah, that they're not beholden to you know. Everybody, everybody well, yeah, and everybody has to watch it, you know, the one time when the the one episode is on and it has like this one window to make a dent where, like you said, like, yeah, now things can build up, build steam, word of mouth can build, things can gain momentum, you know, over a long period of time rather than just, oh, well, you know, nobody watched it this one time we showed it on this one Thursday night, so we're going to cancel this. Thankfully, we're not canceled yet. Not yet. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. My wife says we're still on, so we're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, no, this I, was a great episode. Yeah, I think I'm out of talk about Yeah, yeah. No, this is a great episode, and uh, we will, you, like I said, you can find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, shoot us an email. It'll have to uh, be a pretty good email to be better than our friend from Norway, but you can try. And <laughs> we, oh, you should try. Yeah, definitely, definitely try. try. Yeah, I'm not trying to discourage you. It's just a high bar. That was a really nice email. And with that, uh, we thank you for listening, and check back soon for Chapter 9, which I believe is The Gate. So we'll, we'll be back with that soon. All right, guys, thanks. See you. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of... 
Two True Freaks. Freaks.